Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Queer Movie Night stands in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. If you'd like to support the cause and help performers and their families who are in need of financial help during this urgent time, you can donate to the Emergency Financial Assistance Program at sagaftra.foundation/donate and the Entertainment Community Fund at entertainmentcommunity.org. Thank you. And my name's Peyton Come on over Cause we're still waiting It's movie night And we're both gay It's hard to find A movie that way Lucky for you We found a few It's Queer Movie Night Hi Hi. Welcome to Queer Movie Night I'm Dub And I'm Peyton And (laughs) we are covering A very new movie today Um, This was Deb's idea But uh I also, like, as soon as I saw this movie, I wanted to cover it. Um, We're talking about Red, White, and Royal Blue. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you, did you, like, watch this right away, or or what? Yes. I mean, it it, it. it very recently came out, but I I was just curious, like. (laughs) A la, la, like, happiest season days when everyone was like, did you watch it the week, like, Friday night when it came out? Um. Actually, I am getting over a little COVID spell. Um, so apologize for the. I'm always a nasally person. A little. Right? She says I, a little COVID spell, and like right before this, she told me how it knocked her off her ass. Yeah, a little. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, it was okay before. We were I was like, Peyton, fuck my life. It was. <laughs> um, yeah, this one's not not kidding around. Um, but I was gonna say that I watched it. Um, while I was like in a COVID, um, what's, you know, like haze, I guess you could say. Yeah. 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 So I kind of <laughs> like, I think I watched it on, we watched it on Sunday night, uh, the weekend that it came out and I kind of forgot about it. And then I saw mm-hmm. it on Amazon and I was like, we should watch this. And I was kind <laughs> of loopy and I was like, yeah. It's a perfect sick day movie, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of, okay, this was all to say, well, this was one to explain <laughs> if I sound even more nasally than I normally do, because I'm a naturally nasally person and my voice is nasally and I hate listening to myself for that reason, <laughs> but it's extra bad for that reason. Um, but I I kind of just like, I didn't, I didn't intentionally put it on. It's like, yes, I did to an extent because I wanted to see it, but I wasn't like, I'm making a date and this is when I'm going to sit down and watch Red, White, and Royal Blue. I just kind of was like, okay. And then as it started, then of course we were like, okay, this is actually so good. Um, (laughs) Having a blast. Let's like try to come to life a little bit more and pay attention a little bit more. I, I can't even tell you half the things we watched. Because it was both me, my wife, and I both I had it. So it was like, you know, you just sit there all day and you yeah, just watch yeah. stuff. And I, I can't. I know we burned through two seasons of Real Housewives of New York, but I don't oh remember God, yeah. a whole lot else. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember Red, White, and Royal Blue. Nice. And I thought good, it was good, good. so good. It was so yeah. fun. Kayla, at one point, she was like, oh, "The boys needed one like this." I'm so glad the I boys. Know. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> It is so cute. And I love, I mean, I had been, I read the book, I think last year or something. The book's been out for a little while, I think since 2019 or something. Very popular book. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, I had read it a while ago. So I was, I was looking forward to the movie coming out since they made the announcement. Um, and I was really happy with it. I mean, I think I kind of went in with, not low expectations but like moderate expectations mm-hmm. um and like when i read the book at the time i kind of because i read a lot of like not that it's ya because it's kind of mature but like a lot of ya like gay romance books mm-hmm. and a lot of them are coming out stories so like i think i sort of had fatigue of like coming out stories so that part of it i was like not as into mm-hmm. but i was i was definitely into how like sex positive positive and like sex forward 
the book was like mm-hmm. and i was definitely i was into the like enemies to lovers relationship and like just i i i like the the chemistry between the leads and i thought the chemistry of the leads in the movie was really good too um and worked really well um i keep telling my friend taylor about it and saying like i'm surprised like people online are saying like it's corny and stuff like i guess it's corny but like I, I don't know. It feels very reminiscent to me of like '90s and like early aughts rom coms. Like literally, I it feels like very like cl- classic rom com to me, like in a good way. Yeah, like, I'm making um, this face because I'm like, sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can. I'm making like a excuse me what face because yeah. I'm. Yes, it is corny, but like that's the genre. That's yeah. the point to me. Yeah, we're a rom com household. Yeah, oh, yeah, nineties, two thousands, Hallmark. I will. Yeah, I yeah. we love rom coms. This was well, and like, it's not like perfect. it's it not like a Hallmark dog. movie. Yeah, no, yeah, no. But like it was, it was cheesy. But all rom coms are, and it was cheesy in the best yeah. way. There, it did feel, yeah. it did have that kind of like nineties, early two thousands feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Also, they just don't make rom coms like this anymore at all. Really, right? Some, right. Once in a while, Netflix will release a random one. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I just don't think. I think there's like a, a giant lack of these movies, and maybe people who don't watch a lot of them or haven't seen a lot of the ones that probably yeah. you and I love from the nineties yeah. and two thousands. Like maybe they just don't have anything to compare it to, so they're like, "This is a cheesy movie." Which, yeah. but but all rom coms are like they have that. Yeah. Vibe to, like I'm thinking. Movies? I so, think I think I think of like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, which is a yes, classic rom com. One like, of our classically, faves. and classically, a lot of people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I would say that this movie is less corny than that, like less Ooh. corny. Than How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, mm-hmm. and, and I think so. I think it's a combination of one rom coms don't get made as much anymore, and two because it's a queer story, like the lens is extra critical and like people are just like extra critical of it so like if it's not serious or it's not like like love simon where it's like supposed to be like a groundbreaking type of thing they're like oh it's it's kind of silly and corny but i don't know it just like it gave such like classic rom-com vibes and just like reminded me of like of the rom-coms i used to watch with my mom as a kid and i just loved it so much yeah totally and i I think we, I think we like need more movies like this. Yeah. We, yeah. I feel like every time there's, there's like a, a new queer movie that we cover that's like of a genre that we don't see that often. We yeah. like say that all the time of like, we really need something like this. But, but there are not enough queer rom coms. And if I could slap my table right now, <laughs> I would slap it. There aren't. There, there's some, there's a lot that are like, Maybe like comedies are ones that are a little bit more lighthearted. I mean, right. obviously there's comedies all the time, you know, yeah. but like a genuine, genuine, like feels like how to lose a guy in 10 days is a great reference, but like feels like a classic, like early 2000s Sandy Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. Movie, exactly. Or like something like that. <laughs> I, uh, I just don't think there's, I feel like all of our, most all of our queer movies we have been getting a lot of like comedies and like horror and like right. things that are blurring the genre p- away from like dramatic. I'm coming out and leaving my husband and then we're going to have a really graphic sex scene and maybe <laughs> cinematography will be nominated <laughs> at the Academy Awards. You know what I mean? But like we don't have any. There's just not enough movies like this. Like yeah, fun, yeah. just like slice of just like a slice of pie, cheesy, but in the best way. Um, it has kind of all the classic tropes of a rom-com. Right. Um, the classic kind of like clunky dialogue. I don't know. I I love it. And I just wish there were, I, I hope that this movie like spurs a bunch more because I think it's been fairly successful. Yeah, it was, it was the number one movie streaming on Prime the weekend it came out. Whoa. Okay. And I also there was like a big a, deal. Yeah. Also it was like a record it like broke some record of like people signing up for prime to watch it the week that it came out people yeah yeah so i think and and when i watched it again last night it was like number three on the list so i think it's still pretty doing pretty well obviously um yeah um so it would be 
I don't know if I want there to be a sequel, but hopefully it, it inspires more like adaptions of like stories like this or just original stories like this. I there's there's a few books that I would like to see as movies. So so um maybe that that'll happen. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think it's so fun and it's so good and the actors are so good. Um so let me get into the plot of it um so we can start talking about it. Um because because there's so much plot of the thing, I wrote out a summary because I hate listening to myself and hearing myself say um during like the really long stuff. So um feel free to interrupt me at any time, but I am reading a summary that I wrote. That's okay. Also, if you hear that, do you hear that? No, oh I don't. But you don't be. hear that at all? I'm literally raising my voice. It's the, okay, for people who don't live in Chicago, it, we're in the midst of a horrible weekend, and I forgot about it when we said we should record. <laughs> it's the air show weekend. Oh, my so gosh. You're well, not here. Zoom. I think it blocks out the, the That's amazing, sounds. because the planes feel like they are right above my, my building, <laughs> and it's so loud. Do you hear them where you're at? We are, Peyton and I live... In no, actually, I don't, which is surprising because I'm right by the lake and usually it's like, yeah, really well, loud over there. But I guess I'm not as close over downtown, Wicker Park. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. I thought you good. could hear that. It was so loud. <laughs> I'm sorry you're going through that, though. That's that's tough. <laughs> the air, I know. Feel sorry for me. Please, the air show plane sounds. No, the air show greatly impacts my work life. So that's I'm more I'm more. Oh, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Because of yeah, other impacts. (laughs) My my house that I grew up in, uh, we lived right by the airport, so I'm used to. Mm -hmm. I've always been used to planes flying over at weird hours. Cool brag, huh? (laughs) I grew up near an airport, so planes don't bother me. (laughs) (laughs) okay you read your summary and i support you for reading it who the fuck cares thank you i appreciate you all right all right red right and royal blue is an enemies to lovers story about alex claremont diaz played by taylor zakar perez the son of the president of the united states and prince henry played by nicholas galatzine uh, grandson of the King of England, in, uh, uh, as opposed to the Queen of England, as it is in the book. At the royal wedding of Prince Henry's brother, they get into a fight, which ends with them knocking over the wedding cake and causing a public stir. In order to save face in the press, the two of them are forced to do a press tour pretending to be best friends. Eventually, they become actual friends, and this friendship grows as they resume contact over text. Alex invites Henry to a New Year's Eve party, and at the party, Henry witnesses Alex kiss two girls and then disappears. When Alex follows him and asks what's wrong, Henry kisses him and then ghosts him. The next time they see each other at the president's dinner, Alex kisses Henry, and they begin a secret relationship under the condition that Alex does not fall in love with Henry. Alex is tasked uh, to lead a campaign in Texas for his mother's re-election. And when he is there, Henry surprises him and they make love in his hotel room. The next morning, the White House Deputy Chief of Staff, Zara, discovers them together. Alex comes out to his mother and she tells him to make sure that they are serious. Alex invites Henry to his family vacation home in Austin, where they spend the weekend together. When Henry notices Alex's feelings intensifying, he runs off and ghosts him again. Alex travels to England and confronts Henry. Henry confesses that he loves Alex but cannot be openly be with him because of the royal family's expectations. They reconcile and Alex agrees to be patient with Henry. Soon after Alex and Henry's emails are leaked to the press exposing their secret relationship henry is forbidden to contact alex and they are separated until zara arranges to have them reunited once back together they are summoned by the king who tells them they cannot be together despite their love being genuine because of the royal family's line- uh, royal family's image However, a large group of supporters appears in front of the palace and Alex and Henry step outside to become public. In the end, Alex's mother wins the the re-election and Alex and Henry uh, go to his visit his childhood home to celebrate. Nice. Look how, look how easy that was when I <clears throat> didn't have to come up with it on my own. 
Well, well I did. Like, I did write it, but I didn't have to think of it. <laughs> that <laughs> was nice. No, hey, if it works for you, it works for me. I love that it took five <laughs> seasons to be like, well, maybe we could do this. Maybe <laughs> if there's one thing that I think is pretty obvious about this show, it's that you and I don't do a ton of prep. <laughs> That's when what happens when you make when two improvisers start a podcast. <laughs> what what do you do? Like when we have guests and they're like, what do, yeah. what, do, what do we expect? But she like have all these questions and I'm like, oh no, show up and talk. <laughs> they're like, that's not how other podcasts I know, I know. function. Other podcasts have like a way of doing things and yeah. you know, they have well, a structure. If we, <laughs> if we had like executive producers and like all that stuff, I'm sure oh, that yeah. we would be more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're on our own time. Huh? We're doing this by our own volition. Get what you get. <laughs> you get what you get, and you don't get upset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, where to? Where to begin? Where to begin? Um, I didn't mention that Alex's mother is the first female president of the United States, played by Uma Thurman, the the casting gag of the, of With the film. With that accent. <laughs> With that accent. That is one of the craziest Southern accents it's I've so ever fun. heard. It's so fun, though. I love it. Oh, my God. No notes. No notes. I what does she say? What does it say? We're going to have to put you on Truvada. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're and if you're bottoming you're gonna have to get the hpv vaccine oh, no. she's such an ally <laughs> she is she is she, when she says the, what the b is not a silent letter i know in L- in LGBTQIA, i was like did you okay? know that the b in lgbtqa is not did a you silent know letter? did you know that the b you know gpt i'm going for like old, old kfc man or something that's not I'm not going to do any more impressions. You do it better. You're like... good. <laughs> um, yeah, she was great in this. Yeah. Um, I think I saw someone when the trailer came out. I think I saw someone was like, this part was obviously written for Connie Britton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Connie would have crushed. Yeah, she would no have been offense good too, to Uma. But um, Boom is so iconic. It's Uma. <laughs> because of how her accent is, she's iconic too. Like, <laughs> you know what? Her Connie Brighton's accent would be way more subtle because she did it for yeah, a long time yeah, on the yeah. TV show Nashville, Nashville as, yeah, yeah. as Raina. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she always she had a good subtle southern accent on mm-hmm. the show. Yeah, yeah. No, I need Uma Thurman to come in with that twang. <laughs> with that twang, mate. My, my son, he's the guy. My he's son is bi- is bisexual. <laughs> That's that would be what sound I like, did. Have you ever seen the Catherine Tate show? No. Oh God, you gotta watch it. I think they have yeah. clips on YouTube, but she has the. It's like a sketch comedy show, and she has this uh one character where her son like comes out, and it's like you think that she's gonna be mad, but she just is really really supportive. But she's like she goes around. She's like, have you have you seen my son? Have you heard about my son? He's a gay boy now. Aww. He's a gay boy now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cute, but that's what it reminded me of. Um, this guy. His guy, um, these boys. Um, oh my gosh! The uh, loved the <laughs> loved the little cast. By the way, I thought Uma was the great. little what? The, oh, I yeah. said the little cast, but I don't know why I called it <laughs> or referred to it that way. Uh, Sarah Shahai from the L Word. Let's get gay. Let's get gay. They were like, hmm, who can we cast to make this even gayer? Someone beloved from the L word who played <laughs> Carmen. That? Oh, she played the, the deputy chief of staff. Oh, yes. wow. She, was she played Carmen on the L word. And then she was another queer character on the show, Person of Interest. Oh, and nice. her and Amy Acker had a thing. So she's like. And now yeah, she plays straight. <laughs> well. You can't win them all, but yeah. Actually, everybody in this movie is really hot. I think. Oh yeah, everybody's really good looking. Mm-hmm. Also, love the Rachel Maddow cameos. 
I'm yeah, like, they had again, to get they had to get had Rachel to have Maddow. It, it had yeah, to be yeah. Rachel. <laughs> when she showed up, I was like, of course it's of Rachel Maddow. Course. <laughs> of course. Who else are they gonna go to? It had to be Rachel Maddow. It had to be lesbian. Yeah. yeah. No, if it was Anderson Cooper, not the same. Not the same. Not no. The same. And also maybe Anderson wouldn't have done it. They were like, yeah, let's, yeah. Go, let's just go straight to Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of I'm I'm mad at Anderson for uh throwing Kathy uh under the bus. So Kathy I'm Hilton. Much for, no, uh Kath oh, I don't know about Kathy Hilton, but Kathy uh Griffin. Oh, I just assumed you meant Hilton because I have watched only Real Housewives for the last two weeks. Sorry. No. It's okay. I love Real Housewives. I, I love love Beverly Hills and Kathy Hilton, even though she's probably problematic. Oh, she's very problematic. Yeah. I think I when I hear of Anderson Cooper, I automatically think of Andy Cohen. And that's what, yeah. how I got to Kathy Hilton. That is... Wait, what They're happened? interchangeable gay men. Kind of. <laughs> uh, what uh, What happened with Kathy Griffin? Well, the whole like Trump thing where she held his face up or whatever, but also oh, they, they used to do the um, the New Year's Eve special. The New Year's Eve special, and I think they fired her because of the Trump thing. I could be wrong. And then but him then, and Andy yeah. got sloshed on air. Yeah, yeah. But she and Anderson Cooper used to be like best friends, and then he was like, then he like threw under the bus for the Trump thing when everybody was like, that's too awful. And now, now we're like, actually, it wasn't that bad. Don't like that. We're, uh, I used to watch Kathy Griffin's My Life on the D-List. Oh, iconic. Bravo back in the iconic. day. Uh, Kayla and I <laughs> they used need to, to bring that back. Yes, they do. They, they, we used to DVR it. <laughs> yeah. Loved Maggie. DVR, loved yeah, her yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah. I used to. Uh, yeah. I, we saw Kathy Griffin live once. We we drove to Cleveland. Oh, I bet that was fun. 19 or 20. Yeah. Oh, Just, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Anyway. What were we talking um, about? The movie. Jesus. The movie. Um, I think that the chemistry between Taylor and Nicholas is really, really good. Fantastic. Like, yeah. That's like they hit they they I know. I like in the first moments too, because you know I love the enemies to lovers thing too. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. They had the perfect. perfect energy. Oh, I thought their chemistry was like incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, I just feel like they're like, they, they're acting like they're in a classic love story, which I just mm-hmm. think is amazing. Oh, yeah, it's so good. And like the sex scenes, their chemistry was really, really good. Um, which everybody also, keeps like, go ahead. <laughs> so, so sorry, those sex scenes mm-hmm. were not your classic rom com sex scenes. No, no, no. But it they were. Little... Oh, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. I was going to say, I love how, like, sex- sexual they are, but also, like, they're filmed like it's romantic. Like, right. I feel like in some in some queer movies, it's like, it's like, ooh, they're having sex. Like, not like, I don't know, not porny, but it's like, I don't know, it feels like more manufactured or something. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of the right word, but this yeah. just felt like it belonged, like, in a classic romance movie even though yes like, it was a gay sex scene yeah i like it was just the making, way that they look each other look at each other and like love yeah they were making love they were making love i guess the thing that surprised me oh my me god is the that, like, shot of like him like tracing um alex's oh, vein yeah. like up of his arm it was just uh-huh. like it's just like gives you goosebumps, just yeah. like how good it is. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of rom com sex scenes, they are usually like quote unquote like making love. Quote, you yeah. know, but you don't. What I was like, okay, let's fucking go. Was like <laughs> they were like, we're gonna show some. We're gonna. You're gonna. There's gonna be penetration. Yeah. Right now. Oh, I, I love like, his little like hand coming by, coming to his back. Yes. Like push him in. I was like, okay. Um, but it was like perfectly, it was t- perfectly done. <clears throat> yeah. It was yeah. perfectly done. Yeah. It's so just sweet and intimate and lovely. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Also love the like montage of them just hooking yeah. up in different places. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sucker for that. Yeah. Oh my god, the rug the not rugby, the uh polo match when oh, they hook up yes. in like that. Yeah. That reminded me so much of um my favorite 
gay sex scene ever, which is Hot What American Summer when the when Bradley Cooper and uh uh what's his face yes. in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> That's your favorite? The way the way that he oh, I think it, it's so sexy. I think it's so it's so funny, like in that movie, just to have to have that random sex scene and then it not be like it's not like played like as a joke or anything. It's just like I don't know, it's so good. The joke is that they're gay, but like just because like you were surprised that they were gonna be gay, but it's so, like such a well done. Se- I don't know. I think it's so good. I think it's such a I hot haven't scene. Seen it in years. Yeah, That's I so love fun. that movie. It's so fun. Yeah, we should do it. But the way he like pressed him, pressed him against the wall, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me a lot of that scene. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I, my, the first time I watched that, my jaw dropped because they have like the shot of like. Just like Henry's ass bouncing up and down on the the horse saddle. So we laughed out loud at that. I know we. The like. I was like, God, they're they're showing the booty bounds. Oh, it was so funny. We 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 lolled. We lolled. Yeah, that's a fun montage. Yeah, yeah. Followed by the. Are you are you hung or uh, I could eat or whatever? Are you hungry? Yeah, yeah. I could eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think that the movie needed to be rated R, but but that's fine. I don't think so either. But yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe I bet it. I bet it wouldn't have had this had there not been a sex scene, which is dumb. Yeah, because I feel like yeah. there's a ton of like straight rom coms with sex scenes that are yeah, PG thirteen. Yeah. No, there wasn't anything like the sex scenes weren't so explicit that I felt like it really earned an R rating. And I really don't remember them using the F word like at like, all. Maybe, maybe yeah, once, maybe once or twice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, because when I heard it had an R rating, I was like, oh, good. We're like going to see like some sex stuff. Yeah, it was like it was like we did. It was I was it was more than I expected. But not as much as I thought an R rating would have. Yeah, garnered, well, what do you think or, R rating? Earned. You think like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna see some raw Duggan. But <laughs> it's just oh, another. Raw, <laughs> and we know they weren't doing that because we could see the condoms on the bed. Yes, too. you could. Two of them. <laughs> you could see two of them. Good for them. Good for Good those for boys. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they know how to play and say yes. They're they're exposing the truth about <laughs> sex. I don't know. Um, you know, exposing the well hidden secret of safe yeah, sex. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus, um, that rating is annoying. It is it's just yeah. another example of how the rating system is homophobic because they, yeah. anything. Remember when GBF was rated R? We you still use it that really, as an example. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it's just because it's gay. <laughs> and that was like a little while ago too. Like that movie came yeah. out a little while ago. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, what else did I love? Um, I don't know. What did you love? <laughs> I watched you that all the time. Like, what is he going to say? <laughs> this is going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> Nothing. Um. um <clears throat> oh, I'm trying to think. I just love uh, that we always do. This is the same story. Every time we do a movie that we both love, <laughs> we're like, well, should we rate it? And it's been 15 minutes. Um. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked that it had the like kind of classic format of like they're they don't like each other at first and then they like each other and then they fall in love and then one of them gets scared and starts to pull away and that's where the issue comes in. Um and I actually really liked uh that sorry, I'm afraid, um that Alex like almost was the one to latch on harder because even though he wasn't yeah. It wasn't like a full blown. I'm, I've never had a gay experience, and I don't know what's going on with me. I feel crazy. Like he was newer, you know, to the queer yeah. world. He'd only had a, like a few experiences, but mm-hmm. like, I kind of liked that he was like the one that was that like was like I love you first, yeah. and then oh that whole the whole scene when he's trying to tell 
uh henry that he that he like has feelings for him and then he loves him and henry like jumps into the water it's so sad i know i know um i really didn't know how the movie was gonna end either like i should have again you know me naive (laughs) film watcher but i but i was like how are they gonna get out of this because the whole time i i we were like we were uh, when we were watching it we were like so is this like really I feel like the royal family would be like worse than this, but also I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, but I guess in my mind I was like, yeah, it'll never fly with the royal family. Yeah. Like, Henry's going to have to pull a what's his nuts? Prince Prince Harry or a Prince Harry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with Meghan like, Markle, yeah, yeah. And yeah. leave the royal family. That's yeah. honestly what I thought it was going to yeah. be and I was like, that's I don't know. I feel like if that had happened before she wrote the book, like maybe that's how it would have ended, but I don't know. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But maybe not. Maybe that would be too unoriginal. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought that I had read the book, so I knew how it ended, but um, I think I remember reading it and being like, how are how is this gonna i mean i assumed it was gonna end well just because usually those kind of books do oh, but... i assumed it would end well i just didn't know what their escape plan was yeah yeah yeah. exactly yeah yeah but yeah a movie like this there was actually a point when we were like this has to end have a happy ending right <laughs> i like so, uh, so she was like kayla was like yeah it's a rom-com there's no such yeah. thing as a rom-com that doesn't have a happy ending i think like the few rare exceptions are like the breakup. Yeah. You know, or something like that. But spoiler alert for the breakup was Vince Vaughn and Jennifer <laughs> from 15 years ago. Um, um, something that I really loved that like they don't really specify it specifically in the movie, but in the book, um, Henry basically the reason that he's like, you can't fall in love with me is like because he kind of already is in love with Alex. Like he or already has like really strong feelings for him. Like in the book, they specify that like the reason why when he saw him at the conference, because in the movie, Alex says like the the reason I don't like you is because you like dissed me when we first met at this national conference or something. Mm-hmm. And like he says, like his father, his father just passed away and like he, he was like overstimulated and, and that type of thing. But he also says it was because like Alex was so gorgeous and like he had a huge crush on him that that's why he was like, I have to get out of here. Like I can't handle this right now. Um, So I think in the book, it's a lot more clear that like uh that Henry's feeling starts off much stronger. And I think it's obvious that Nicholas read the book because like you can tell like from the way he looks at him and like his acting like the way he's longing like looking at him during the new year's eve scene oh, and like the new watching year's him eve with scene. other girls and stuff it's like you can see on his face he loves him and it or he he at least has very strong feelings for him and it's so hard for him to not be able to act on those feelings and yeah. i thought his performance was really really good yeah. i think both of their performances are really good, but that one stood out to me mm-hmm. for sure. Also, they're obviously they're both insanely attractive, but yeah, <laughs> Alex's face is like one of the most beautiful faces. His Alex. eyes, I his mean, eyelashes. Uh, I actually meant to say Henry. That's Taylor, so funny. Taylor. Oh, you meant to say Henry? Okay. Yeah, no, they're both beautiful. They're both beautiful. Yeah. I, that's so funny. No, they're both beautiful. They are like they're yeah, both yeah. <laughs> very attractive people. Um, right. It was this specific scene of like Henry when he's dodging Alex's calls and he's ignoring him and he's like laying in bed and just kind of and like crying and just kind of like longingly looking off. We were like, he is so beautiful. It's like just like a very beautiful. I kept saying he looks like a real life Cullen. (laughs) <laughs> he does. He's like pale. and the yeah, eyes yeah. The, like yeah. super pale that kind of like blonde ish reddish hair yeah. and then his eyes almost looked like a cullen's eyes a couple yeah. times like they were so hazel that they yeah. like could teeter into red <laughs> if they wanted to real life cullen people scare me yeah. nobody should look like a real life cullen Oh, unless you're well, he, this actor. He who... dyed his hair for this because the guy in the book is blonde. So I surely, think yes, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 which is um, why it came out that Cullen color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they also dyed everybody else's hair 
for who are the actors <laughs> in the Twilight movies. And when you dye your exactly. hair blonde, it looks, it becomes that color. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, especially when your hair is naturally dark. Like yes. That. Yeah, yeah. He also, well, I haven't really... seen it, but he was also the Prince Charming in the Camilla Cabello Cinderella. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. I never saw it because I hate Camila Cabello. <laughs> I cannot. I haven't saw it because I saw because it looked really bad. But yeah, <laughs> was it bad? I haven't seen it, but I uh, heard it was oh, you really just bad. said you um, yeah, yeah, I just Billy Porter from the trailers and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm um, sure Billy Porter was fine, but yeah. yeah, no, I just don't. I think she has the most annoying singing voice in the world. Like, I don't think it's pretty. <laughs> Like it's annoying. There's something about her where I'm just like, Ugh. oh my and- god, this is totally unrelated. But I wanted to talk about uh, Olivia Rodrigo because I saw that you and Kayla covered one of her songs on TikTok. Um, and yes. just to say that I'm obsessed with her. Um, <laughs> do you like Vampire? I do. I love her. I like her new song even more. Have you heard? Uh, bad idea right no not yet oh my god after I... we record this you have to listen to it because it's so okay. good but I i've i've listened to her, her original album like some like on repeat oh my god yeah. this year like it's the only thing i listen to it's really bad yeah i think she's a prodigy like yeah. i think she's incredible i think sour is an amazing album um but uh what was i gonna say my favorite song is uh my, oh my God, I'm blanking right now. Your no, favorite crime? Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. That's my favorite one to sing along to. Also, she's yeah. just so fun to sing along to if you're a singer because it's just like mm, she belts a lot and it's really good. Yeah. But um, Vampire, I think, is an incredible song, and it I don't is, know if yeah. it's just specifically tailored toward me and like everything I love. I love songs that build like mm-hmm. that. Like I'm a big sucker for starting small growing big also yeah. i love the chord progression like specifically and i love i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff i was talking to now friend of the pod paula um yes. and i he was like i i didn't care for it i don't think it's one of her best and i was like gripping a counter and i was like I actually, if i could flip it i would flip it right now yeah that i know it's everything all art you know subjective yeah. everybody yeah. hears things differently but vampire is so like on I feel like brand she needs for a to song listen. i love yeah. yeah that i was like oh i just can't believe you could hear it and be like also it's just like so lyrically creative because she's yeah. an amazing writer she's yeah. an amazing writer i feel like she needs to listen to it one more time because i the first time i heard it i was like I was like, oh, it's good. Like, it's not the best but the, like, but now. But then the more I listen to it, the more I love it. But also, like, yes, the lyrics are great. But, like, the music. Like, yeah, also, yeah. it's a ride. It is a yeah. ride. It changes tempos. It, like, so it starts slow. And then it becomes, like, an up-tempo song. And then it, yeah. like, scales back again. Like, I think it's amazing. <laughs> Sorry. And I haven't heard her new song. So, obviously, I'm going to love it. But It's so good. It's like. God, that kid is talented. It's like a throwback. It sounds like a song from like the 90s or something. It's Ooh, really, really good. Fun. It's so fun. It's so good. Yeah. And it's just like it's about like hooking up with your ex when you know you shouldn't. So it's like it's just really fun. Totally. Vibe. Uh, you um, know who wouldn't sing what is wait, you know who wouldn't say okay. Olivia Rodrigo. Her <laughs> thing is just was <laughs> trying to say something spicy and I was like, I'm gonna make- and then I was trying to make fun of the way Camila Cabello sings Christmas. Christmas. You do you know what I'm about? Yeah, yeah. The Christmas. I want, well, yeah. I'm a big. Okay. I'm dreaming of a wife. Christmas. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo would never sing it like that. And no, also, she never would. I cannot believe. I am sure I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm a fucking freak and I'm a lesbian who loves Michael Bublé. Cancel me. I don't give a fuck. But I love Michael Bublé, especially I have seen him live. I have. I've paid. Being about 10,000 50 50 to 70 year old women. Um, But I love his Christmas music. And I watched the Christmas special where she sings that song in real time. I watched it. 
So then it went <laughs> viral. And I was like, I was there. I was there for it. And it <laughs> oh, God, she just sucks. She's like, I'm like a And then she goes, it's my... Good. Uh, Olivia would never. Olivia would never. She also, I remember one of her, it might be Havana or one of her music videos. She like plays like a geek or something in it. And it just gives me the ick. Like, er, like early Taylor Swift when she like pretended to be like the not cute girl or whatever. And you it's belong like, with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you are the like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like stop it. Damn. Chloe Grace Moretz and Camila Cabello. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> you two rub us the wrong way. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> um yeah, that was funny. Um, <laughs> I think that the guy who plays Alex, I think his name's Taylor, has the most gorgeous eyes and like his eyelashes. Yeah, his are eyes so are so pretty. Yeah. Do you watch the show Minx? I don't, but I've heard that he's on it, and now I want. Well, I did want to watch it before because I just heard it's really good. But um, I he looked so familiar to me, and then I looked him there, up, yeah. and then he was on there. But he has long hair in it, and also I don't know if it's real. But, like, you see a lot of his penis on Minx. That's, like, <laughs> he's a nude model. If it's, like, his actual penis or just a... Yeah, I don't know if it actually is, Penis double or... <laughs> if you're interested, Peyton. If you're interested in that. There's yeah. a lot of it. That's, like, the whole point of his character. Um, that show rocks, by the way. I love that show. Yeah. It's about, like, a women's erotic magazine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds so good. Yeah, yeah I I've really heard, I think cast. I don't know if you you follow Ashley Ray on on Twitter or mm-hmm. anything, but yeah, mm-hmm. she I I remember her recommending that show, and I love all of her takes and stuff. So yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, Stars is like a bitch to get, but my oh, that's we, right. We use my mother in laws. That's why I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, we use my mother in laws start because mother-in-laws have stars yeah <laughs> for, outlander, stars. for outlander for outlander yeah <laughs> exactly it's like, such a mother-in-law I, show yeah yes yeah it's really good and elizabeth perkins joined season two and oh, she's nice. one of my girlfriends i love <laughs> Elizabeth I do Perkins. love Elizabeth Perkins. Yeah, me too. God, her and Miracle on 34th Street. Remember, we talked yeah, about it on the podcast. Yeah. Have so. you ever seen um uh he says she says? No. It's Elizabeth Perkins and um, Okay. I forget who the guy is. Is it like I don't think it's Tom Cruise. I think it's like maybe Kevin's uh I'm looking it up. He said she said 1991. Says, she says who is it? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, yeah. Sharon it's so Stone? good. Nathan it's about Lane? these. It's really, really good. It's about these two like uh news anchors who who get together, but the movie is told like from like you'll see like a scene, it'll be from his perspective, but then you see it and like it's from her perspective, and like it's two totally Aww. different things. It's really, really fun. That's it's like fun. a rom-com. Um that not not many people talk about, but I have never Elizabeth even heard Perkins of it. is so good in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, Elizabeth Perkins. <laughs> like Miracle on 34th Street and the Flintstones. Like growing oh, up. Oh yeah, I so forgot she was in the Flintstones. Obsessed too. with her. And then obviously when I became of of age and realized what it was, it was just I had a <laughs> raging hard on for her as a gay child and didn't know. I um, love um love her. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell and uh Oh my god! The both of them, they're they have such great. We watched it probably like two years ago, and it is oh, it is. I need to watch that again. Time warp because they make it like (laughs) with Halle Berry. With Halle Berry, yeah, they make it like modern, but it's like modern to the year when it came out. Yeah, yeah. So it's like not at all. It's yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's a fun one. It's like a time capsule within a time capsule. Yeah, but Rosie and Elizabeth have great chemistry as yeah, yeah, as the ladies. Rosie's perfect from the Flintstones. Betty Rubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I still hear her giggle. I can like hear it in my mind now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
anyway. Um, one character I do want to talk about is the reporter that like sort of has like a relationship with Alex. Oh, um, mm. that where like the him. yeah. Well, that's what's interesting is that like and like the movie is two hours, so I completely understand why they did this, but um, it's there's a very different like feeling between them like in the book so in the book i think in the movie they kind of combine two characters in the book he's like an older character who's like sort of like a mentor for alex and like he worked i think he worked on their campaign or something and then he ends up switching sides to like the republicans campaign and um and he, it does come out that he's the one that leaked the emails and everything. But the reason he did it was because he was trying to get people to investigate the campaign because the uh, the guy who's running against Alex's mom is a sexual predator, and he was like a victim of his. So, like oh, the reason shit. why, yeah. So the reason why he exposes them isn't. I mean, it's still shitty that he does that, but it's because he wants that to be investigated and for him to be exposed so that Alex's mom can win the the re-election. So it's just like a lot more nuanced and interesting. And also like, he's not like a spurned lover type X. There's this other character that Alex, like his like college roommate who he like used to hook up with and then like ignore. It's like a totally different storyline, but I think it's a little more nuanced and interesting than what they do in the movie. Um, and like I kind of wish that they could have fit it in, but it's a two-hour movie, so I understand mm-hmm. that they couldn't. <clears throat> wow, that is so much more story. That's just it's so yeah. different. <laughs> but yeah, when you have a movie or you yeah, only yeah. have a certain yeah. amount of time, Lord knows that makes me nervous for the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, since they're making it into a movie and not a show and not a show. Like, yeah. yeah. How are they going to pack that all in? I yeah, don't I understand still need to read that. Yeah. It's very, I loved it. Cause of course I did, but yeah. it's literally, I do not understand how they're going to do it. It's packing like eight different relationships into one, two hour. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is literally like she does have seven husbands. So like yeah. online on Twitter, people are like, it should be a series and each episode should be should be a different husband. But like Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what we lose. Was there other <laughs> things um cut from the book or like big differences that bought that you didn't like or things that you did like that they changed? Um not real. It's just other than that, I think mostly it's like a streamlined version of the book. In the book, the instead of a grandfather, it's the it's the the queen, which I think mm. they probably changed that because Queen Elizabeth passed away, um, or whatever. So I thought that was interesting that they did that. Also, I don't know if they just like wanted to uh cast um even yeah, Stephen Fry, which I think was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. It kind of like it kind of like gave a new meaning to that scene where it felt like maybe the king was also closeted but had never like admitted it because of like how it would look to the crown. Like interesting. That, that, yeah. Um <clears throat> so that's different. There's also like Alex has a sister in the book, so there's like a, a different s- like character there and like a different support group uh just like more characters you get to know more about like um the chief the deputy chief of staff like that storyline with her hooking up with the prince's assistant or whoever that guy was is Mm -hmm. a bigger deal um just like more more supporting character stuff i think and like more about the uh the president's campaign stuff i would say um but other than that and and you get more of um their enemy i would say their enemies for longer in the book than they are in the movie because they sort of had to like fast forward that part to get to like the main bulk of the story so you get a lot more of them like texting and like disagreeing with with each other and stuff before they start falling in love so i just think 
I, I really love the movie and I'll, I'll probably, it's going to be like a classic rom-com for me and I'll watch it a bunch of times. But if you love the movie, I do highly suggest reading the book if you haven't, because it's just like more that you would get. Mm-hmm. And also I heard there was like, I haven't, I didn't read this version, but the, they released like a collector's edition, which has like an extra chapter and like sort of like shows you where they are like a few years after the events of the book, which I thought was fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, do you, so you think they cut like probably made the right, the correct adjustments? Yeah. Yeah. I, I miss that storyline because I do, th- I think it's more interesting and it's more nuanced than like mm-hmm. this. Alex didn't want to hook up with this guy. So he right. leaked through emails for revenge, mm-hmm. which is kind of how it reads to me. But, but because I, I think that they made the right decision because obviously the love story is like the, the focus and what needs to, and it's not, it's not really about like why he did it. It's about like, the effect of what he did, which I think is important. So, um, the, the director and, and, um, co writer for this wrote, uh, wrote the inheritance, which was like a big, uh, gay play, um, on Broadway, like a few years ago. Um, so I think you could tell that like, while the two main actors are, are, well, I don't really know specifically for Taylor, but they're, they're probably straight guys. I think, um, you could tell that there were queer voices in the room, uh, on this film. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would get, I would guess that it definitely seems like there were actual queer people. Yeah. Yeah. And involved. Casey, Casey, uh, McQuiston, uh, who wrote the original book is non-binary and queer identifying as well. Love it. Yeah. We love to see it. Love it. Love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, just such a good time. And just like, I don't know. I just loved it. (laughs) It was great. Had all the, it checked all my boxes. Yeah. <laughs> that scene where where um where they can't see each other and then they they like meet on the stairways. Oh. So pretty and so like sad. <laughs> mm. I just feel like all the it hit like all the right romance beats. Like Oh yeah. Like it, classic. It has like yeah, it has like those moments like like Jerry Maguire, like Notting Hill or something where it's like these iconic uh, romance movie moments that make them classics, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're definitely, I guess that's what rubs me the wrong way about some people saying like it's cheesy or like it's like, even people were like, we need cheesy rom-coms too. It's like, yeah, we do, but I I didn't think that this was this that cheesy. Like it it stands on par with like some of the big rom com classics in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. I'm so gonna hope, I'm gonna I hope it has the same kind of legacy that those movies have have gotten. Totally, like a, the long lastingness. And I was thinking because yeah. I just saw that um, with this whole streaming thing and everything, and like people taking content off of streaming and stuff like that. I just saw that the movie Prey was getting a physical release, and I was like, I really hope. That no this... way. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that, that? movie ruled? Yeah. yeah, that was the first Predator film I'd ever seen. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was I... so good, so fun. Yeah, it's getting a Blu-ray release in October, I think. Um, but, but it just made me think, like, I hope that this movie, like, gets a physical release because I want to own it. Like, I want to mm-hmm. be able to have it and be able to watch it whenever I want to oh, and yeah. not have to worry about, like, if it's going to be taken off streaming. I remember Power of the Dog got added to the Criterion Collection, and I thought the same thing. Like, even though I probably wouldn't watch Power of the Dog that often, like, I might not watch it. Mm-hmm. I might watch it, like, one or once or twice for the rest of my life. But but I, it's, like, a movie that I want to own because it's such a... Uh, I just want to support queer movies and queer stuff. Yeah, you and I are the same. Yeah, Uh, dare I say this is uh, the same thing? I bought a queer 
<laughs> I bought a queer movie that everybody loves, a little thing called Life Size on DVD last week. <laughs> because I had COVID one and two. That movie does not exist anywhere. It's not streaming. It's not on YouTube. Like it's not on Disney maybe, Plus. That's crazy. No, only Life Size 2, which I did not watch because I'm just not going to. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I literally had to buy the DVD two, two movie combination from Amazon of Life Size and Get a Clue. The two <laughs> Lindsay Lohan movies. Oh, I love that movie. Have you seen Get a Clue? Not, not since it came out. I love I love that. Probably. One. But um Lindsay Lohan and Brenda and Brenda Song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh we're big, big proponents here at Queer Movie Night of owning physical media. Both Absolutely. Peyton and I have extensive Absolutely. DVD collections. I will people can make fun of me for it. I don't care. <laughs> Some people say you still have a Blu-ray player. I yes, I do. And if I really want to own something or if I want something on like I I just get it because yeah, I, and I, I this is what I've been saying this for the last couple of years because I do get made fun of and people have been like, why don't you sell them or just keep a few? I'm not going to even if I don't touch a specific DVD like for the re- like you know what I did? I watched my Katy Perry documentary DVD. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I'm glad that it's I own that so physical mm-hmm. copy because it was a moment in time and I have <laughs> proof of that. But this, all the streaming thing, like streaming stuff is a part of that. They can take off shit whenever they want. Like, yeah. And then it's just gone forever. So yeah, if I want something and I want to, I want to know that like, it's not going to go anywhere and I'm going to own like, yeah, I'm going to own it. And yeah, I'm going to keep buying Blu-ray players as long as they make them. As much I just, as I trash it, if they release a happiest season on DVD, I'm buying it. They haven't? Oh, I maybe, didn't realize have, this. But... Well, honestly, I, this is kind of throwing me because I didn't really know. I know that it's hard. I, I know that uh, most things. Oh, okay. I don't know how to. I'm sorry. I'm struggling. Okay, I know that some. Um, have it on Amazon for $45. $45 to own happiest season? <laughs> no maybe it's oh no that's import yeah 45 dollars for the u.s i wonder if it was like a limited release or something that's bad this shit pisses me off just because it was made by streaming service does not mean it shouldn't have like a physical copy and i'm also do you know mike flanagan yeah he's like one of my favorite i love him creators i love everything he touches um and he he's been like he tweeted once that he's been fighting netflix to get his own like series on a physical copy because he's like if netflix goes under or they just like i can't watch it yeah delete it from their catalog like he can't even watch his own his own creation he can't watch his own shows his own films like i just think everything should be put on physical copy and i guess i didn't realize how many streaming services didn't do that but also i don't know I guess everything I mean, I've Netflix, bought in like, the last few I years. I think they is... release like Stranger Things, but they only like release the stuff that does really, really well. They don't release everything. Ugh, it's a dying art. I love my it DVDs. Is. I love them. I'm never getting rid of them. Fuck off, everyone. Trying to get me to get rid of them. <laughs> None of you are. Sorry, I said fuck off. <laughs> All of you listening right now, that's not actually how I feel. I am so sorry. (laughs) I love you. I actually really love you. And if you support DVDs, I love you even more. Don't give me a hard time. Um, Yeah, I feel like there's, I feel like I want to be able to say more, but I can't think of what i was gonna say but yeah i think it's a great time we're running just like... hot today <laughs> we've been bouncing like crazy <laughs> running hot and fast yeah we are we've been hitting topics <laughs> left and right good for us um you get to see uh some butt in this movie so you do fun. see some butt um <laughs> thank god <laughs> Thank thank goodness. Thank God um, for the butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can we can rate yeah, the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I highly recommend this movie. Uh let's go ahead and rate it. 
Um, we'll start with the uh, Vita Russo test, which is a media metric to examine queer representation in film. It follows three rules. One, that the film includes queer identifiable characters. Two, that the characters uh, have personality traits other than being queer. And three, that removing the queer identifiable characters would change the plot significantly. Obviously, this film passes with flying colors. The second uh, test is our homegrown uh, rating scale of zero to six based on an iconic item in the film. Um, I'm trying to think what what is iconic in this film. The wedding cake, I guess. Because that's like what starts them having to oh, yeah. do wedding cakes. We have to do wedding cakes. Also, it was a giant <laughs> cake. It was so big. And when they said, oh, that's a creep. Did they wait? Hold on. Wait, this is a COVID thing where I'm like, I wasn't a COVID haze. Did they say that it was a really creamy cake or did Kayla say that it was a really creamy cake? Uh, I don't remember. As I feel, I was like, it remember when really they creamy. said, that's a really creamy cake. And then I was like, wait, maybe my <laughs> wife said that to me while sitting next to me on the couch. <laughs> I do but like the Henry. Looked- I do like the Henry said, like, they had to almost break down the doors to get it in there. Yeah. (laughs) It was a big guy. Um, And it looked good. It looked moist. It did look good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used the word moist. Some good buttercream frosting, it looked like. Sure, sure. We need to to end this. I'm I'm crazy right now. Um, So I'm going to give it five and a half cakes because I Ooh. think I I do think it's nearly perfect. I do love it. Um, I just, and like, obviously there are shady, like gay people in real life, but I just, it kind of turned me off the, the way, the route that they went with like the reporter where it was kind of skeezy, but that's it. So that's why you're not a real reason. The half a point. Yeah. Half a point. <laughs> not a real reason. Just my own taste. <laughs> valid um i'll give it a six there you go why not (laughs) why not give it a six i'm gonna give it six goddamn cakes um (laughs) big old ass creamy cakes that's what i was gonna say six cakes if you know what i mean um i i thought it was we actually aren't talking about the wedding cake we're talking about yeah we're talking about about asses Bouncing yeah. off of that horse saddle. Yeah. Get yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Now I need the clip in slow mo with I you know, doing yeah. that sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets slower and slower. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, no further explanation. I've talked enough. It's getting, oh my God. Also, love it. Also, when they when they're sitting and having lunch and they're talking about their names, and he's like, "Gosh, I thought uh, my name was a mouthful," or "I thought Alex, whatever, blah, 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 was a mouthful," and then he's like, "He is." Yeah, <laughs> so funny. Oh yeah, the flirting in this movie is great like, flirting, the horny funny. flirting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. Hey, it's a good flick. <laughs> I also like when uh, Zara. Ref- refers to them as like homosexual i forget what she says but when she says homosexuals i thought that was funny mm-hmm. also love the line about gaga about being so yeah, gay the, the first the first 50 rows of, 50 gaga, rows of concert. gaga concert <laughs> love that shit that girl i feel like she was gorgeous she was great she was very funny Alex's friend yeah um, yeah Nora. i don't i didn't recognize her i it said oh she's on love victor Oh, and a the gay good show wife? we famously don't watch. And This Is Us. She was on. Oh, I wonder who she was on This who Is Us. Who was she on This Is Us? I stopped watching This Is Us after like season two or three. Oh, girl, I watched it all. Oh, she played young Beth. Oh, so like. Oh, like in flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Glad we, I, we I, I see it. I see it. All right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Definitely check out this movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, read the book if you like the movie. Um, thank you for listening. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can 
subscribe and leave a review if you'd like. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Peyton Cody Lynch. Uh, you can also uh, listen to me on Franchise Surprise, which is currently on hiatus. Um, but uh, you can listen to our backlog of episodes uh, with me and Rich Camelucci and Nick Lathan. Mm-hmm. You could uh, follow me, Deborah D. Back on Instagram, Deborah Duncan on Twitter. And since you already said it, I was like, okay, why not? I'll plug uh, the Q's music on Instagram and TikTok, which I we haven't posted a TikTok in probably a week and a half because of our sickness. You're sick. Yeah, yeah. But, but they yeah. do some cute little covers on there. They're so but that's good. a thing now. It's a thing that we're doing. <laughs> I'm kind of always like TikTok. I don't want to TikTok. But <laughs> we were encouraged by some friends and it is it ended up being pretty fun. So yeah. I keep wanting to do duets on there and like sing with people. And yeah, then I remember, you should. And then I remember that my I need to get like the the thing for my headphones to plug into my phone because otherwise the like sound sounds weird because you can hear the other person or whatever so um if that ever happens listeners you can look forward to that (laughs) 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 to me uh walking around my house singing to people on tiktok um yeah thank you for listening we'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode Bye. bye Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.